Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. This is the way. I think we're I think we're getting a soaker this week. Yeah, we're gonna get into that in a second, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empire One Six One. Your things for all things New York Yankees, Major League Baseball, and because it's the off season, Star Wars, especially the Mandalorian, which we give you all the reviews of all the episodes of a phenomenal television show. My name is. Moff Tabala this week with me, Ed Kamis. What's going on, bro? How are you? What's going on? I'm going to be Marshall Ed maybe next week. You know, that's it. You should be Marshall Ed. That's, how, then, yeah, that's how it works. Everyone's a Marshall now, as we learned this week. But yeah, I got to set that's my right. game up, man. <laughs> it's getting very Western-y, very Western-y this show. It's awesome, though. I love it. But before we get into that, we do have two quick stories. Or one, yeah, we'll do both stories baseball related it's been very slow so far the free agency and all that stuff moving around but we do have two quick ones ed take it away yeah so earlier just a couple hours ago the news dropped uh major league baseball's gonna they rescheduled the field of dreams game between the white Sox and yankees it'll be played on uh, august 12th of uh 2021 in the same field that they had built you know for the whole event i guess it's going to be an annual thing from now on um a capacity of 7,000 seats. So I will be one of those people trying my be- damnedest or best to get a seat to that next year. Hopefully the fans are allowed. But, yeah, that's it. Yanks uh, Yanks will be at the White Sox for that. That should be super exciting. I really can't wait for that. Um, that's crazy. You know Kevin yeah. Cosh is going to be there. He should. I wonder who they're going to have. Like, would it be him throwing out the first pitch? Is, you know, like, wow, hands are wasted. No time. Wasting no time. Oh my! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Trade void. Wasting I mean, no time getting in there. H doesn't H doesn't mess around, man. Uh, <laughs> well, we we talk about it. we're on a group text. Me and him and a couple other guys, and yeah, that's that's been thrown out there because uh, Hans Hans is obsessed with Francisco Lindor and the Yanks landing him in a trade, um, which we talked about, and we'll see. We'll get to it when he gets traded because you know the Indians GM has said that they are going to trade him by opening day. So that will heat up soon too. But you mentioned it, you know, baseball transactions have been super slow. It's probably going to continue to be as uh, teams try to see what their budgets are looking like. You know, we got where there's a vaccine coming. When is it coming? Can we get seats? Yes, exactly. Please, please. I, I, I'm tapping out. I've had enough. Man. Well, we got um, two companies fighting for their FDA approval. Yes. And they're saying, I mean, first it was April. Now I heard as early as December 15th, but that's for the elite. We're not no. getting that shit no December 15th. We're getting no. ours in April or May or something like that. Us poor people. Dude, I'll so. be happy to get it by fucking June of next year. I mean... Yeah, but, I don't care either way. Yeah, regarding the attendance part of it, though, uh, I think that's what a lot of teams are waiting to see what their budgets are. We covered it already. You know, Steve Cullen's like the only one who doesn't, but I mean, I even think he, to an extent, he's going to have to look into the Mets' finances before... The, he's got to hire a GM also before they start making any moves. So that's why I think the, the free agency market's going to move super slow. Every day we're looking, we're waiting as Yankee fans all. We all want DJ back. We're waiting for that to happen. You know, whether whether he's going to command a four-year or five-year deal, who the hell knows, but we'll see. And we'll I, see I don't know, Ed, if you've been hearing it already, but I've been hearing it. And I, I don't know, Steve, are you watching Steve Farachi? I don't know if you're watching too. 
<sighs> it's already starting. You know, the me and Ed, me and Ed, we, we are very, we're not anti-Met in any way. We're not anti, you know, we don't consider them a rival. You know, they're a whole other, they're, they're in another league and another, we don't care. But it's starting already. It's starting. I've heard, I've heard. Well, I mean, it's just fan speculation that they want no, to no, it's, also, it's beyond speculation. They want to take them. They've already got their lineup, and, and their lineup is ridiculous. It's like they've already got LeMayhew and Lindor and Springer and like 15 other guys. It's like, dude, you're going to have to calm down. I, I know you got a billionaire, but you're not getting all these guys. It's not going to happen. Well, the thing is this. I mean, they do realize he's not going to spend all of his money on simply the Mets alone, right? Like there's going to be some sort of financial restraint, which, yes, we are Yankees fans and talking about financial restraint, but our current owner does – Show that to you know he's been all about that honestly, and no, I think Met, Cohen Mets payroll five hundred million this year. That's what they're okay. saying. Right, we'll say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. No, I mean, listen, they'll probably go after Springer. <laughs> they're going to go after you know Real Muto. Um, there's even talk about Nolan Arenado getting traded, which you know we got Geo. So I mean, to the Dodgers no less. Like they like they need anybody else. Yeah, that's but... ridiculous. Yeah, but no, I mean, the Mets would be a, a team that would probably be in on that if, if they got that. But you also got X amount of trade ships to make it happen. Who are you trading for? Lindor? Are you trading for Arenado? Are you trading? You can't trade for both. I don't think they have enough chips in their system to make that happen. So, yeah, I, I know. I've heard the speculation. The Mets, you know, Mets fans want DJ on their team, which, of course, every team should want DJ. Why not? You've got an opening in the infield. Should Everyone should be in on them. But – We'll see, though. I don't blame the Yanks for not signing him yet because you got to see what the market uh, mm. dictates. He's a free agent, so we'll see what happens. You know, and the market's throw... going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one this year, I think. It is. And he can throw out, oh, I want five years. Well, they'll be like, well, show us what you got otherwise, and then we'll do that. But if they feel four years is the move, there's no reason for them to bid against themselves. It's right? true. Very I mean, true. So you got to let's, let's see what it uh, sets out. But, uh, yeah, the the field of dream stuff. We talked about some brief free agency stuff, but nothing really much. And the other thing was Robinson Cano. You know, he gets suspended Idiot. for all of twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's done. Just just retire. You're done. I, I kind of feel like we had to at least just mention the situation because Robinson. You know, Cano came from our organization. You know, we let him walk, which Cashman looks like an absolute genius for letting that happen. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know of anyone who was upset. When he didn't get re-signed for no. ten years, you know, I even no. forgot what he get three hundred million or two eighty or whatever it was. That was, Summon, that was Summon a, a terrible contract that we were all. Well, we didn't want him to go, but then when we saw the money that he got, we were like, "Oh no, no, go ahead, good luck." <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, see exactly. you. See you later. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now his whole career is in the question. He's been busted for PEDs twice. You know, who the hell knows what the real version of Robinson Cano is? But it's a really stupid decision, man. In a sixty-game season, you're gonna juice up again now. You know, to, to do what? You're getting older. Just You got paid already, man. You should have just played it out. But for, from the Mets situation, though, that's $24 million off their payroll for next year. So, yes, it can allow them to spend a little bit more on that. But he will be back the following season. He's still signed past next season. So, you know, you do need to plan for that. He's going to be there. So, and what does he make the happens. following year? Another $24 million? What was that? What does, he, what does he make in the following year? Do you know? Uh, my guess is it's probably around another twenty-four million. I think it's it's around that for the rest of his career. Um, Shit. so no, it's not one of those front-loaded contracts that that drops off after a while now. 
No, there's not so many of those going around anymore. But as far yeah. as Field of Dreams goes, yeah, man, that's that's pretty awesome. We can get into that because I have a feeling, you know, Costner, Costas, all these guys who love it. James Earl Jones, a little too old. He don't do nothing no more. But you're probably going to have all kinds of celebrities and stuff on that, you know, for that game there. And just to and see then, them playing, yeah, it's, it's going to be absolutely insane to watch them play that game. I think they should have Kevin Costner pick him up in like a little uh, van and everything and drive him out there. <laughs> That's yeah, what should. They should do. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. But no, they should. I don't think so. They should. Ray Liotta, maybe Ray Liotta will show up. Why not? I mean, uh, Moonlight Graham. I mean, what is he doing? The young version, obviously, not the old guy. He's no. dead. But yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's going to be awesome when we get into going to that. Like I said, hopefully this this, this pandemic shit is over by then and yeah. we can do stuff like that. Fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. All right, so since that's the end of the baseball news, let's get into the fun, 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 fun show that is The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, which ruined the Disney movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 two of them anyway. Two of them, anyway. I know we we, I, we didn't have that discussion yet. I was saving that for another show. Okay. But but this show is so good. It's like wow. It's like I can't believe you know how good this show is. Um, what do you think of the episode, by the way? What what did you know? Uh, I mean, it's going to get tiring to say it every single week. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was great. Action packed episode. Uh, a lot of potential stuff, or maybe stuff was revealed, depending on how you want to look at it. Is what we'll get to. So there was a lot to unpack in this episode, uh, mainly from the middle on, and we'll we'll get into that, you know, as as we go through the review. But uh, great episode, Call Weathers. I think this might be the first thing he directed. I didn't check up his IMBD, but I mean, he did a phenomenal job with it as well. That is, and there, and you can tell they're doubling down. I, I said this to Sam before. They're doubling down on the uh, child's cuteness factors. Yes. Yeah, all I the little that. things that he, you know, he's 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 gurgling and googling a lot more, and you know, put his hands up like a roller coaster ride. And I love. I was that. like, oh, I was like, oh, here we go. He's, they're doubling down. On but the what happened after factor. when he puked up on himself? Exactly, and then he puked. But yeah, like, but, I gotta clean but, him. but it was cute. It wasn't it like, was. you know, oh my god, he puked. Like if you would have puked like a crazy amount, it would have been like, whoa. Yeah, no. you know, but no, he peed a little, little puke like little babies do, and of yeah. course it was adorable. And Mando had to clean it, and he was like, "Oh God, here we go with his cape, with his cape." Hey, yeah, he, he's done a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into this episode. The episode starts off with, with I want I call it the baby group moment. Yes, they reminded me a lot too. They had the baby group moment where the Mando's trying to fix the Razor Crest. It's in really bad shape, still. And he's got baby Groot. He got baby. I was calling baby Groot. He's got the child in this little compartment with wires, telling him take the blue one out, put it where the red one was, take the red one up, put a blue, one, and the child don't understand. Electrocutes himself. Smoke goes off again. It's another adorable moment that they're mm-hmm. doubling down on, <laughs> which was very funny. And then, um, of course, this kid eats. This kid does not stop eating. As, as Tim, as we can, as you can share from the kids. I mean, that's kind of what they do. You know, I, I got my puppy over here who wants to have snacks all day. So, yeah, I see it. And you know one thing that's weird to me? I, I guess he really takes his shit seriously. He takes his helmet off just a little bit to drink. Yeah. He's still he's but, still in with it. But he's by, technically he's by himself. He could take the helmet off, but he's considering nope. the child well, living, a he person. Based it, well, they said living form. That's what um, 
I'm sorry, the droid from season one, the uh, the bounty hunter droid. Zero, uh, zero. No, 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 no. The, um, the other oh, one. IG eleven. IG eleven. Yeah. So when IG eleven is with him and he does take his helmet off for the one time in season one, he does he does tell him I can't take it off, you know, in front of a living being. And IG eleven does tell him I'm not a living being. And he's like, all right, mm -hmm. well, I guess it's a fair point. And but the 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 child is a living being, so he, he's still with it. He's seriously. still with the whole the watch way or death watch, you know, depending on what we're going by with it. Yeah, he's he's still following that, and uh, we'll see over time if he does loosen that up, and I guess we'll see where the story takes us with that. But yeah, so yeah, after after that, they cut they cut to a quick shot. They are now in the armorer from season one, the Mandalorian armorer, the woman who I'm assuming is, I don't know if they didn't even say she escaped or not. I think she escaped. I don't think she's dead because she uh, was think... holding off. The, she was holding off the stormtroopers, and she did hold them off. Yeah, and then we yeah, haven't she seen was her since. Her yeah, she was busting her asses and left, but they they made sure they showed you the shot above where you have the Mandalorian, you know, the, the sign of the Mandalore above, and they're going in there. So they make sure they establish that that's where they are. And what did, do you know the name of the species with the thing that were oh, in this there? Episode? Yeah, yeah, the, they're, they're called Aqualish, which Aqualish. of course is uh, from from Episode Four, the famous Panda Baba. Mm -hmm. AKA, if you got the action figure, Walrus Man, <laughs> who started the fight with Luke in the bar and got his arm chopped off by Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh -huh. um, yep, there a bunch of them were in there ransacking the place and about to eat a ferret of some kind. A squirrel, a ferret, or whatever the hell that was. And who shows up but the new marshal in town, Cara Dune, played by, of course, by Gina Carano. Turns out that she's been whooping ass in this town since uh, Mando left last time. And she cleaned it up, she did a good job. Of cleaning it up, she ends up killing. Well, I'm not killing, but knocking out all these aqualish who are very. She must be badass, yeah. Because those things aren't human strength. Those things are pretty strong, and she's knocking them out with elbows and mm -hmm. kicks, and chops, and all of the cool shit. Um, yeah. So now she's a marshal as well as Timothy Oliphant's character. Yeah. So Mando tells uh, he tells the child that they're not going to make it to their destination. Which is which I told you they were not going to make it to Ahsoka that quick. They are not going to make it to Ahsoka that quick. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I, I remember <laughs> it said, I was like, watch, it could be another side mission. I mean, and, and that's what happened. But as we'll discuss later, it was a bit more than just a side mission, though. This seems to be fairly important. Yeah, this, stuff, was, this, was, this, was a, this was kind of a big deal. Yeah. This could lead to several different things, which uh, are very interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they end up back on Navarro. With a uh, grief carga and Cara Dune, uh for some repairs, he gets the repairs, and of course, when you get free repairs, there's no such thing as free repairs. <laughs> he says, "I will fix your ship, but we need your help with something." There's always a catch on this show, and it makes me laugh. It's like, dude, how do you not know by now? You can't just <laughs> you can't just go somewhere and chill out. They're gonna no. hit you up for a favor. They're gonna hit you up with a problem, whether it's the damn suka egg or or you know anything along those lines. Gonna carry a frog lady to her husband. All this stuff is gonna you know something's gonna come up all the time. It's kind of like a video game in a way where you kind of get keep dragging on these like side missions and stuff like that. And so you are correct. They were both great. Well, Sasha, we don't know yet. She didn't have much lines, but we'll see. Well, I'm yeah. sure she'll be back. Um. So, yeah, well, first thing they do, though, they have to drop off the child. And this is a very interesting scene. They drop the kid off in the classroom 
being mm-hmm. taught by a 3PO unit, obviously not the C3PO, but a 3PO unit, a protocol droid. Um, and one of the things, I mean, this droid mentioned quite a few things from Legends or from the past or from Star Wars, whatever you want to call it. The first big one was the Hydean Way. The Hydean Way in Legends theory was the biggest trade route from the uh, Coruscant, the inner core to the outer core, most heavily traveled, the most popular, the most whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, the Empire shut that shit down when they took over, but it was the most popular one. They actually mentioned Coruscant. They mentioned Chandria. All these planets they mentioned were also planets that, you know, unfortunately had dead Jedi on it after Jed, dead Jedi on it after Episode Three because they were all part of the battles of the Republic. And also they mentioned um, the Maelstrom from Solo, where Han Solo made the Kessel Run. The I can't even pronounce it. The Akadis Maelstrom. And that's the that's in the Kessel sector, which Kessel we know was uh, Han Solo's thing. Uh, Ed, so far, questions, remarks, comments. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I do have some Easter egg notes. I had a feeling none of them were involving what you just dropped on us. That was all stuff that I was like, well, I'm going to leave that to Tim because I'm sure that they mean something. They weren't going to keep highlighting that stuff. Mm. My my highlight of that scene was the child stealing macaroons. From another classmate with the force, yep. force cookie stealing. Yep, he's Fantastic. cookie stealing now. Macaroons, blue macaroons, blue macaroons. What is the deal with the milk and the food? What's with the blue, blue things know. going on? But how do you not give that kid a cookie? I know, right? Like, I mean, if I see, I mean, I gotta give this kid a cookie, man. He's cute as hell. But I got the other kid was like, no, you ain't getting yeah. nothing. So he forced stole cookies. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, and I don't think it's true whatsoever. I'm sure you saw this too. In the classroom, there was a little girl. This little girl had the three buns that Ray wore in episode seven. Some people are saying, Oh, that's little Ray. It's little Ray. First of all, it doesn't logically match up ear wise that that's Ray. So it's not Ray. People can have the same haircut, it can have the same hairstyle. They don't necessarily have to be Ray. So we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We have the same haircut. Doesn't mean you know exactly. we're the same person. We wanted to show but, off the fact once our barbers this week, but yeah, exactly. Uh, there's no way it's Ray. I don't think Ray ever left Jakku, to be honest with you. So let's let's put that one to best right now. It was not Ray. No way in chance it was Ray. Um, which yeah. by the way, so hold on. So we're if I'm correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're about 25 years prior to Force Awakens. Yes. Right. So if Ray, I don't think that lines up at all, though, because Ray. Not at all. I mean, how Ray's Ray young. would be? Yeah, she was early. Ray was 20s? very young. Yeah, you she say was early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not her. It makes no sense. No, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's Squash not. That. I, know, I know everyone. Scr- I even saw it on a a TikTok video. One guy might not scream. That's Ray. I don't care what you say. It's, it's not. It doesn't line up. It's just like that's not Yoda. People, stop saying it's Yoda. It's not Yoda. Yes. The child and Yoda were alive at the same time. Yoda's only been dead six years at this time. Yeah. Makes so, no sense. Um, yeah, the macaroons I thought were funny. And they of course they were blue. All As right, so Grief and uh, yeah, Grief and Cara Dune take the take Mando back to the what which which you know to their little hideout. And we get to see our old friend Mithral. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, I think so. From the very first episode of season one, he was one of the bounties. Uh, Mando called him, put him in the carbonite for not paying grief for all his money back. 
And there he was playing. So now he's playing secretary for grief and doing all his dirty work. But again, yeah. and he had, the guy, I felt bad for the guy. He actually shit himself or pissed, whatever he, whatever that mist it's, was. Yeah. When he, when he saw Mando, <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and well, it turns we also out found that, out what. His, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, well, go. we found out what his deal was. Like, why was Mando? Why was the bounty out on him? So apparently he was doing some weird accounting and stuff like that. And that's why Grief Cargo like had him, you know, a bounty on him and brought he him back. The books. He was cooking yep. the books. Can't cook the books with with, with the bounty hunter guild. No. They will figure you out. Anyway, they tell him that there's this base, there's an imperial base, which I don't know why they just don't call the New Republic and say, hey, there's an imperial base over here. Can you come take care of this? I'm sure they gladly would have done it. They seem to be very nosy, the New Republic, with, with trying to, you know, get that outer rim under control. But they even yeah. mentioned it in the episode, which I thought was a great line. If the mm -hmm. Empire couldn't control the outer rim, what makes you think the new republic well that's that's absolutely 100 percent true yeah because you know the empire don't give a shit they'll blow you yeah. up before they 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 decide to you know give them problems mm -hmm. yeah. what was this was Kara the survivor of tattooing no alderan alderan she was a survivor of alderan iron yeah. slayer from the same planet which they got into later on in the episode in one of the last scenes that they, they yeah. mentioned and reaffirmed that that's where she was from so they asked Mando to help him take care of this base. And again, here, here, I always laugh at the Empire. And even the first order later on, stop building bases where one reactor will destroy the entire base. <laughs> stop it. Stop doing it. But they don't learn because even the first order does it down the line. Uh, there, there is, they say, it's the main reactor that if you blow this up, it'll keep the lava, again, kind of like episode three where the shield kept the lava at bay. Mm -hmm. And this will get the lava come up. It'll destroy the whole base. They get Mando to help. They hop in a very, well, that wasn't exactly the same, but a very close to Luke's land speeder from episode no, four. They hop in a land speeder. Um, where do we go now? Yeah, well, I, I want to know. They keep saying this phrase, Dank Tharic, and we don't know what that means yet. Yeah. Is it an, is it an insult? Is it an inside joke? I don't what the know, hell is that? The way it's been, it's it's, it's funny because I like I think it stood out to me more in this episode, and I was kind of trying to like find out what the heck I I think it's kind of like like damn it or like you know goddamn so. or whatever the heck it is. That's what it seems like moments that they use it is kind of when you would say something like that. So I, I was gonna ask you, I was like, wait, is Dank Farrick like some sort of like religious thing or something in in Star Wars or something? I don't know about, but no, this is definitely new. Okay. That I that I don't know. We we'll have to figure it out. Um. Okay. So uh, they present the friend. They bring the new home. So they break into this base. So this base is not completely empty, as Mando says. I, he laughed. He goes, "Yeah, this is not an empty base." Yeah, and they, he was told there was a skeleton crew. They yeah. did specifically and say that ahead of time. Yeah, and it turns out it's not a skeleton crew. It also turns out that it's not just any normal base. It's more of a laboratory. And when they break in and they figure that out, we see the hologram of Dr. Pershing, who is also from the first season. We haven't seen him since then. He's the doctor that performed the surgery or whatever they did to the child. Yeah. They took his blood, basically. Mm -hmm. And that one hologram revealed quite a bit of information. It turns out the Empire is trying to take the blood from a Force-sensitive person and insert it into normal people to see if it Gives them the force, I guess. And they also happen to mention someone with an M count. 
Say it. I know you don't want to say it, but say it. I see you. And, I thought you were dancing it, around it. No, but people are saying that M has to stand for midichlorian, which I don't care about the midichlorian thing. I'm, I'm over it. When it first happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. Just because it takes away from the mystique of how you how some people have before, some people don't. The midichlorians kind of like explained it a little bit, which you didn't need to explain it. I'm not as upset about midichlorians as everybody else is, whatever. But what the hologram also said was that everyone is the blood of the child and this thing is all rejecting it, even dying. No one's accepting this blood. <clears throat> so they need more blood. That's the main reason why they want this kid back. They want the child back to do more experiments, take more blood, and to inject them into more people to try to create, which I'm assuming Moff Gideon wants a group of force-sensitive soldiers for his own little personal army that he's got going to bring back the Empire. Oh, uh, yeah. So hold on. I, I, hold on. I, I got something from this the same hologram, though. Go ahead. So, which, by the way, I want to mention before we get to that, the scene before that where they decide to uh, – they use Horatio Sands' character to go ahead and to flood. He mentions that there were no handrails where he's going to it, which I know is a Major. running thing. Big running joke, yeah. Big running joke in Star Wars because everywhere there's these, like, dangerous – High things where anyone could die with a, one false step, and no one ever thought to put in handrails. A very yep. self-aware nod to that, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Me too. Uh, I cracked up. I cracked up when he first said, "I was like, dude, you're right. There's no more handrails again." Exactly. And again. that goes back. That goes back to episode four with Obi Wan turning off the tractor beam. Yep. No handrail. Maybe they don't. They don't want people messing with them. So you know what? If we don't put a handrail there, maybe nobody will go over there. But somebody has to go work on these <laughs> things at some point. <laughs> well, like maybe they're they're you know they're skilled enough to not worry about a handrail. But even the, my favorite one is the uh, I don't know if you ever seen the Family Guy parodies of Star Wars. I said, what you said, you used to send me them. The the, the, the two the two guys when the when the Death Star shoots the laser, there's those mm -hmm. two guys right next to the laser, and after they shoot the laser, the guy goes, you know what? I'd like a guardrail. Right here, <laughs> just right here would be nice. Great inside joke, great running joke. Family Guy nailed that right away. I think Robot yeah. Chicken even made a comment about that too. But Family Guy had it down pat. That was really. I recommend the Family Guy ones. By the way, if you haven't seen those, um. So, the, so the thing with the hologram, though, besides that, was this. So, Doctor Pershing mentions the volunteer. The volunteer, he doesn't think would survive. Um. You know, it's because they're talking about they're looking for a being to get the blood of for the high M count, which they're obviously referring to the child as, you know, as that. But who is the volunteer? That we who, don't know. Apparently, whoever it is. Now, let's rule out the emperor immediately because he was already thrown into. We know he comes back in Rise of Skywalker, which is still about over 30 years away. Definitely not him. Uh, and I think they would also not just refer to him as the volunteer. I mean, he's the freaking emperor, so I think they would have mentioned something a little bit stronger about him. Um, but also, so who is this person? I mean, is it who they – because the, the when they walk past those tubes, they – I mean, we all – I mean, I'm assuming we both got it that we believe that's snow clones in those tubes. Yeah, at first. Yeah, the first set of tubes look like they're trying to clone – Something or that someone turns out to be Snoke eventually because it really looks like Snoke. Yeah, everyone would say possibly. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say absolutely 100%. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying 100%. I'm saying kind of really looks like Snoke. And if you mm -hmm. look back on it, 
for the score, they kind of hinted with Snoke's theme in yeah. that part of the score, which yeah. that was subtly, you know, dropped in there. And I don't think that was an accident. I don't and think that, that was it a never is. It no. never is an accident. <laughs> Especially in this show, where everything is is extremely detailed. People want to knock the sequel trilogy for kind of being all over the place and movie to movie, fine. Not on the John Favreau's watch and Dave Filoni's watch. Absolutely well, you not. You know what? Let me give you a quick, I'll give you a quick Easter egg trivia part, maybe that yeah. you don't know. At the end of Phantom Menace, the very end song, you remember that song? Da, 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 very happy, we yeah. won song. I believe so. That song is just the Emperor's song sped up. There you go. See? No so they're like, on the way. So they're like, yeah, you, we won, we're happy, but no, the Emperor's the one who really won. Yeah. So so it's the same song, just mm-hmm. sped up very fast. And a few instruments here and there, and it's kind of hidden in there. But it's like, yeah, that's why nothing is ever <laughs> nothing is ever done by accident. Yeah. With this with this. With this. That's the one thing you gotta give Star Wars. And, and nothing is ever done by accident. Rise, yeah, and as, as we learned the rise of Skywalker, you know, he mentions and uh, the Emperor mentions he created Snoke from a bunch of clones and things like that. So I'm not saying that's specifically exactly the actual Snoke that's in there, but it's definitely got to have something to do with the cloning project or something like that. There has to be a connection. Do do you think that they're going to actually answer some of these big questions in this show that you know that people had for Rise of Skywalker? I hope so. Well, not just Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because I, I always trilogy. said the one I'm not. I'm, I never shit on the Disney trilogy. Like everyone else does, but the one thing that they have a problem is if they left so much open, yep. so many questions, and like you said, that's what I think what pisses most people off. And I read, I even read the uh, the Kylo Ren comic miniseries. I because mm-hmm. I wanted answers. I, I bought them all. They were on Amazon. I was like, you don't want to buy them all, read them all, and it really doesn't answer any questions. Like I want to know where Snoke met young Ben Solo, and they really don't answer it. He just already knew him. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? How do you yeah. already know him? Was he was he was he walking around? And, you know, was he snoked the sky? I don't know. None of these questions have been answered, and that's what I think drives me a little crazy. Now, now that the dust settled, mm-hmm. now that everything is like there's no movies coming out anytime soon, and that that series is over, it drives me crazy about how many questions were left unanswered. So I'm yeah. hoping Favreau, Filoni, and I said even George Lucas is getting involved now. Will yeah. answer a lot of these questions, and hopefully, the first question is going to be the cloning thing. As far as Snoke, I don't think the volunteer is Snoke. This is probably a precursor to that. So who's Snoke what's going? What's going to lead to yeah. it? Because if you saw the at the end with Moff Gideon, all those things and the, the thing that's dark trooper armor, and again, that's a Legends from a video game, and. Yeah, and that's why they're using. They want to. They want to create force beings. That's it. They want. They're just trying to create a force being army that fit in those suits. Might carry a lightsaber or something like a like more like the dark saber. I would say, mm-hmm. not really actual lightsaber. That's where they're going with this. And like I said, it's it's amazing how quickly, like how how many things they've dug into already. They yeah. dug into legends. They dug into video games. They dug into you know lore. They're all kinds of crazy stuff you never thought you'd see or hear, and that's why I think the show is so damn good. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, they're definitely like really you know doing deep dives on stuff and bringing stuff in that you know fans like yourself that have read you know a lot of the legend stuff and expanded universe stuff. 
they're bringing it all into canon now. So, like we've said on here before, like they definitely do their homework, you know, fully. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, the Dark Troopers thing I'd, I'd read about and saw what that was too. I thought my my first initial reaction was that they were Death Troopers because we know that Moff Gideon has Death Troopers already. But mm -hmm. when I you know done a little digging after I watched the episode, yeah, Dark Troopers had found out that they were introduced in a PC game called Star Wars Dark Forces way back when. Uh, so that's pretty pretty awesome to see them you know bring it in. But I thought they were kind of like cybernetic, like they were kind of like robot troopers. Yeah, they are kind of. I but in the game they were, and that's okay. how they were. But this, from what I'm gathering, is they're trying to create people beings who have the force, and they're trying to cheat with the child. That's why they need the child. Yeah, they're not going to get Luke. That's for damn sure. No. He's the only other. He's the only other one they know in the galaxy at this moment that has the force. They don't know about Leia. They don't know about Leia. No one knows about Leia yet. No, I don't think six six years. No, they don't know yet. No. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how they went into this freaking game, this random game, and 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 then it also it's also from a role playing game. Okay. Um, a role playing game. The insignia on one of the technician shirts doing the dark trooper is from a role playing game. So, so it's like they're really digging. Like they're really getting crazy with this. So the thing I was going to mention too. So the the two imperial workers have that patch. From what I had it's, found out, the patch was also seen in episode two in Attack of the Clones on those kids that were in the classroom, working on some stuff. That same patch is there, and it's the same oh, patch for the for the for the clones. Yes, the the clone. Yeah, and also the same patch was Doctor Pershing has on his sleeve in season one. Yeah, it's the Imperial Department of Military Research. That's the patch. Cloning dudes. <laughs> yeah, basically now you can call it that. Um, but before that, though, we had a, we had a, another great battle scene. We had another great speeder bike scene. I love how they're using the speeder bikes in this. Um, and oh, then we Tim, had an But Tim, hold on. Before we get to the, to the crazy chase, which okay. was really really awesome. Yeah. Let let let's just say, did you notice the guy in the background that the Mandalorian had its Game of Thrones? Uh, you know, Star Wars. No, I didn't notice it. I okay. honestly didn't notice it until I saw until the next day. They said, "Oh, they had their Game of Thrones moment." Yeah, yeah. I honestly did not notice. But he has an action figure out already. So that's pretty awesome. It's, it's a joking action figure, <laughs> but they already yeah. have the, the action figure out, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah, um, I thought I saw something, but I didn't. Like, I took a second and I was like, "What was that?" And then I just kept moving. I didn't know exactly what it was, but yeah. See, we saw the, too, the, the first time I'm watching these so far have all been on my phone because I get oh, up, I, I, I'm on the train going to work. I'm like, I got to watch it. So I'm yeah. watching it on, on, on my little phone and then I usually rewatch it either on my Kindle or on the, on the TV. That's where I usually catch other stuff like that. So I didn't catch the guy. But like I said, they already have a figure out, a joking <laughs> figure of just, and it's, it's just a half, yeah, just a little half that you saw. That's the figure, half a guy hanging, hanging through a doorway. I thought that was hysterical. Hey, it should happen. You know what? Yeah. Can't be you can't be perfect all the time. Still not worse than Beverly Hills Cop with that stunt double getting thrown over the table because that was like the absolute worst. For anyone who, who doesn't know what I'm talking about, watch Beverly Hills Cop, the scene where Axel Foley supposedly gets like thrown over a table, and the guy's like five times the size. It's 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 horrible. The guy's like a monster. Exactly. <laughs> this is great. So yeah, we had another great we had a great speeder by shake uh chase. Um I'm a big fan of the speeder bike guys. I like those dudes. Uh, and then we had the Tie Fighters. I like the. I love the Tie Fighters with the wings that yeah, pop up great. like that. They probably should have thought of that a long time ago. 
Mm-hmm. Even though I thought Force Awakens made a pretty good uh, explanation of how they get in and out of the fire, tie fires, because a lot of people are like how they get the hell in and out of those things when they're mm-hmm. when they're flat. But you know, they have the ladder from the bottom, ladder from the top. Yeah. Um, so the anyway, man. Stole, though for for the for the chase, Imperial troop transport, which mm-hmm. I know. I, I know that you know already, but for anyone else, that was actually introduced by the original Kenner Toys Star, you know, the original Star Wars Kenner toy line back in 1979, uh, which actually made its first live action debut in season one. So we got to see mm-hmm. one of those. I'm sure, like, you probably had one of those as a kid, and now you get to see it live action. Like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And I and think again, it, it's, it's the detail that these guys are putting into the show. It's 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 insane. Yeah, and I heard it popped up on Rebels and, and stuff like that too. From time to time, but live action wise, Mandalorian has brought it in, and we, now we've seen it twice so far. Pretty oh yeah, cool. all the all, all the nerds went crazy when that happened. Because like, I said they, they just saw their toys come to life. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, I had that toy, and so yeah, it, it is pretty awesome. Um, so they had a tie fighter chase. Mando saved the day, shot down two of the three of them. Uh, they were doing little flippies, and the and the and the child had his hands up like it's on a roller coaster, laughing and giggling, and then he throws up on himself. Big blue macaroon goo. Mm-hmm. And they take off into space. Assumingly, we're going to see. Hopefully, they make it to Ahsoka next week. But who knows? <laughs> you can't well, say yes. You can't say no because we never know how this freaking show is going to go. Uh, but then we get back. We go back to uh, Navarro and and Captain Tiva. He's he's a Asian gentleman, X-wing pilot who we've been seeing throughout the first two seasons, taking a report from Grief Cargo about what happened at that base. And he plays dumb, of course. Doesn't want these guys to know what they're doing. Uh, he also talks to Cara Dune about joining the rebellion, and she says, you know, she did her duty. And he says, well, you know, I know I served during Alderaan. I'm sorry, you know, who you lose? And she said, I lost everybody. And he leaves her, which I thought was pretty cool. She's like deputized all of a sudden. Yeah, a rebel, a, a rebel alliance or a new republic badge. So he pretty much deputized her in a way. Yeah. Well, he talked about, too, about her record, how she's like this super badass, you know, uh, trooper and everything like that. She was a, a drop trooper. Um, so, yeah, he goes into it and stuff like that. And you're right. He, he drops the badge on her and, you know, she's, she's I, so I don't know. what a marshal. Now, now she's like, uh, yeah, I mean, she. I guess it's gonna be, they want her to be like a space cop, like well, a new republic. Did the hand motion, too, where she was like, oh, whatever about it. But I don't think she's going to just leave it there and someone else picks it up. Well, the one thing interesting, too, is that they keep mentioning Coruscant, which mm-hmm. I really like. Because that's the one thing, again, in the sequel trilogy, what the hell happened to Coruscant? Never mentioned. Mm-hmm. They moved the New Republic away from Coruscant to wherever the hell they're doing. And then, then they all got, it all got blown up anyway. But Coruscant was never mentioned once in, in the in the new trilogy. And that kind of bugged the shit out of me. So at least we know it's still functioning as of right now. For now, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to it, or what happened to it, or why they moved the New Republic off it. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll find that out too later on. Um, so yeah, and then we get the final scene. We figure out that one of Grief Karga's uh, ship repairmen put a bug on the Razor Crest. They can now follow Amanda wherever he goes, which is not going to be good for Ahsoka. Uh, but that's probably going to lead to a pretty badass fight with that dark saber. Yeah, and. Uh, and then that's when we see the suits for the Dark Troopers. Um, we said first introduced in the in the Star Wars Dark Forces game, which you know was non-canon, but now it's canon. I don't, I hate that word canon anyway. But 
We'll just say yeah, now man. it counts. It counts now. Now it, it counts now. It's actually, now. now. There you go. Now they bring him in. So, yeah, then you see Moff getting all giddy. I don't want to use that. It's a bad pun. No, but he's all excited. He's all excited now that they, they, have a, they have a bug on this ship, and they're going to be able to follow Mando wherever he goes. But, again, yeah, they're bringing so much in from games, from Legends. Uh, I mean, it's outstanding. It's absolutely outstanding. I can't, I can't talk enough good about this show. So what I read too is that apparently, so the um, the species of the guy who went ahead and placed the, I guess it's the new, I guess it's the Empire mole in um, in the whole operation on Navarro is Mymanese, and from the planet Myban, Myban, which was featured in Solo. Was it featured in Solo? Yeah. So the, that battle where we find. Um, Han, like, uh, I guess where he's thrown into the pit and everything like that, and where him and that crew go to oh, battle okay. on, that's apparently Mindban. Okay, there it, you it go. the beginning of the movie, and apparently they, that race is called Mindbanese. So apparently that's that's that, that's a connection there. Again, bringing in things from Solo, from random movies, and making it all, like, you know, sync together like that, I thought was pretty cool. And those pen things that the Imperial officers are always wearing apparently are you know, our code cylinders that go ahead and actually something, not just pocket protectors because they're geeks. Yeah. And apparently they do something. If yeah. They, 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 the first time I think we saw that was in Rebels also. Okay. I was like, holy shit, those things have a function? Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that made sense also. Um, yeah, anything else about the? I mean, there was another, I thought it was another great episode. Uh, now we have to get Ahsoka. That's it. No more, so- no more fooling around. So the big thing, though, is that I don't know if you had saw, but apparently the title of, ep- of Chapter 13 has been revealed. What's the title? I, I, I haven't paid attention. The Jedi. Oh, well, there you go. So, if, it, if it's not, if it's not Ahsoka, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. You never know. It might just be Amanda reading a book called The Jedi. And that's it might it. be. That's the whole episode. Yeah. Then he gets sidetracked somewhere because that's what happens. He could get sidetracked. Due to the <laughs> title, I'm going to say that we're finally going to get that. And see what happens, you know, with with that. I I think some of the theories I've seen thrown out there about where this could be going, though, and I was curious to throw it at you and see what you think. So some are thinking that Ahsoka is going to pretend she might end up sacrificing herself at some point, and that's how we find out what happens to her. And maybe the Empire, or I guess we'll just call it the Empire, whatever their you know soon to be First Order eventually thing is going on here. That that's what they're going to use for their person with a high M count, possibly to fuel their snow cloning fiasco because they're not going to get a hold of the child. Ooh, that would be that'd be interesting, interesting circle. But my one thing is still, how come Ahsoka didn't come out of hiding once the Empire was destroyed? Why not seek out Luke? I'm sure Luke. Well, then again, see, this is a new, this isn't the Legends thing. This is this is different. This is where people probably didn't know about Luke and the fact that he was a Jedi and, and all that shit. Everything was probably kept secret. Yeah, because he uh, wasn't like broadcasting that shit anywhere. He was just kind of like doing his own thing, and that's it. But again, in Legends and the original thing, he became this you know icon. Yeah, and eventually started another temple and became the most feared person in the galaxy. And that never so, happened in this, in this timeline, which sucks, but. <laughs> I guess my question is this, and this is what you, you might be able to answer is, does Ahsoka even know that Luke exists? I believe she does only because she was on Tatooine 
during Rebels, and I think they discussed, she discussed with Obi-Wan about the Chosen One. Okay. So I think she knows that Luke exists, but I don't know about in the future. Like, I don't know. Because we don't know where Ahsoka went. Yeah. What happened to her. So hopefully they're going to answer some questions with that. That might be the next episode. Maybe they explain to, you know, oh, they give I hope a, so. an explanation of exactly what's going on. And like you said, no disrespect to the girl who did the voice, Ashley Eckstein. She did a great job at the voice. But get Rosario Dawson to play this part. Whew, that is really, again, nerdgasms. <laughs> you got Katie Sackle for one group. You're going to get Rosario Dawson for another group. It's going to be like, forget it. All these nerds are not going to come out of their basements for the rest of their <laughs> lives. They're going to be running out of lotions and tissues in no time. <laughs> That's how we're getting all these nerd women involved. Um, well, yeah, Jedi, pff, I'll be up at I'll be up at 3 a.m. Probably Friday. There's no work. I'll be up at I, I, didn't, I, didn't take a, I didn't take a look. Do you, are they, is it dropping this Friday? or Because I thought last year they moved one up to a Wednesday. Or was it because of the Rise of Skywalker release they moved that up? I don't remember. Probably. Yep. I don't. I remember they, they did release. Didn't they do two in one week, too, one time? Did they like a special? They do like no, a special I, I think the one I – well, I'm going to answer partially my own question. The one episode that was released the week of Rise of Skywalker, they pushed up to a Wednesday. Yeah. And that was the episode where, you know, the child introduces force healing. Because mm -hmm. I also think they wanted people to – They'll take it in Mandalorian because we know where we're going to see that in Rise of Skywalker. They didn't jump off the house again and be like, oh my God, what the hell is she doing with this yeah. thing? Ah. And people yeah. forget, too, you got to remember when, when Obi Wan finds Luke after the Tusken Raider attack, he does a little force healing thing yeah, to his I forehead. Mean, it's not like he just touched his forehead and Luke wakes up miraculously. No, he did a little of that force healing shit. So I don't know people always act like they've never seen this shit for the first time. It's like, dude, Obi-Wan did it in the very first movie. They just never got into it or explained it. Yeah. I mean, just touch, touch his forehead, you woke up. No, idiot. He did something to him. Some might argue that Mr. Miyagi also did some force healing to Daniel in the original Karate Kid, <laughs> where, you know, he kind of did <laughs> and just did whatever the hell he did. Well, like I said, no work Thanksgiving. I will probably be up at 3 o'clock to watch that episode, especially if it's called the Jedi and Ahsoka's finally going to make her appearance. Um, so I'm pumped up about that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You, did you watch the Lego special? I did watch the Lego special. I caught it. I caught it Saturday afternoon. When we can uh, get into that, I made I made a banner. We can get into nice. that real quick. So, uh, well, you tell me what you think first of all, because I've been watching these Lego things for a long time, and I've always enjoyed them because they always have enough humor yeah. for the adults and the kids. And a lot of stupid jokes in it. So, what did you think of it? I thought it was fun. I thought it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I didn't think it was necessarily like Lego Movie or Lego Movie Two or Batman Lego Movie sequels. I do enjoy all of those three, but it was a little bit more geared towards kids and stuff like that. But I kind of like the fact that they tied in all three trilogies together and Ray and the whole Life Day thing, which we know is a you know, unless you watch the original holiday special, you don't really know what Life Day is. Oh, it was mentioned in, in season one of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, Merrill mentioned I, I, I'm I'm going to miss Life Day this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I thought it was great, but it is it's been mostly an Easter egg thing into that. Uh, I liked a lot of it. I, I thought some of the jokes. One of them that really had me cracking up was when they had the two Hans, the young and the old one, and they're like, you know, they see Greedo, and it's like, who do you want? You want to shoot first? Yeah. I was like, yes, there it is. Han shooting first. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I thought I thought it was it was really cool, and the emperor was hilarious, you know, with his whole shape, the way that they they wrote him into it, and you know, See, uh, you, is this the first Star Wars one you've watched? Yeah, it is. It is. So that's. Let me tell you right, I'm going to tell you something right now. The emperor in all the Legos and Vader two and Robot Chicken is the absolute funniest goddamn character on those shows. Always has me crazy, especially Robot Chicken. The way they write him in Robot Chicken is freaking hilarious. I don't know. How, I don't know how many times I posted those up and tagged you in those, but mm -hmm. that alone is worth watching all those episodes. And even in this one, I, I so I wish they never canceled that uh, Seth Green show. If you look it up on YouTube, it's called Star Wars Detours. It's basically Robot Chicken as a cartoon, and it is hysterical what they showed just based on on the on the trailers for those. It's on YouTube. And not to toot my own horn, but I did get to meet <laughs> Seth Green thanks to my job. And it was super nice dude. I shook he shook my hand. And he's like, Hey, how you doing? I was like, Hey man, when's detours coming? He's like, Oh, I don't know, man, because Disney put the kibosh. When Disney first bought it, they put the kibosh on anything outside what Lucasfilm is doing because they didn't want well, what was the exact words he used? They don't want nothing interfering or disparaging the yeah. Star Wars or something like that. So we'll probably never see Detours. Detours is just another robot chicken type thing. It's a Lego type thing. But no matter what, the Emperor is always the funniest freaking character. And I I think he's I think it's fantastic. I enjoyed this one, but not as good as the other ones. There's some there's a lot of other Lego ones that are real, real, real funny. So but I mean is it worth is it worth watching on Christmas? Absolutely. Take a shot at it. Yeah, why not? I, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you got kids. Like Tim was saying too, you know, you, there's enough adult humor and Star Wars, like, you know, geeky humor in there to to keep the adults interested and stuff like that. Plus, it's kind of cool to see, you know, them bounce through different parts of the, you know, of the saga, the Skywalker saga. Now that's being called that. Eventually, Kylo, it, Ren, Kylo Ren with no shirt was funny. That was really funny. They pop in Mandalorian briefly. Yeah, real, they, they do real run quick. through that too. Uh, yeah. They had the music playing and everything, so that was that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of any any of the other stuff that was in there. Uh, so, what was the name of the the, the turkey that they were calling it? Um, not not tidbit or something. I don't know. Whatever oh, the heck it was. Yeah, they were calling a turkey something. I mean, obviously it was a turkey. Uh, that was the big treat that uh, that Ray had to make, and it was like Poe Dameron was running around with his Christmas sweater. And he was talking about he was he was gonna make it and all this other crap. He was did he have it burning out there with the thrusters or something like yeah. that? I don't know. Yeah, he was yeah. cooking on the thrusters. Um, and I thought, uh, oh shit, I just lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. I don't know what the hell we're gonna say now. I, um, I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it enough to, to like I said, I'm gonna tell Jax to watch it. He'll probably like because he loved all the other Lego ones, and they're all on they're all on Disney Network too, Disney Plus. So if you ever bored one day, watch a couple of those Star Wars. I sent you the uh, Darth Maul one, didn't I? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Dude, I was cracking was up when that first happened. And again, Darth Maul interacting with Vader and the Emperor is all is all great. They, they just write that character so funny. What was the other thing I liked about it? Oh, that's what I was going to say. I thought that was Daisy Ridley. It wasn't. Well, did that, any that of the girl... originals do it? No. No, right? The voice um, acting was really on point. Take a guess who. Anthony Daniels, three C three PO. Of course, he was the only one. Because I was like, "Wow, they got Daisy really." Because it sounded exactly like her. And yeah. when I checked the credits, I was like, "Holy shit, that wasn't her." 
said, whoever this girl, whoever did this voice is fantastic. For a quick exactly second, like I thought you were going to say Billy D. Williams. I was like, really? They got Billy him to D. do Lego. Billy D. might actually, you know what? Billy D. might have did that. Hang on, I'm going to check that right now. They all sounded so spot on. Whoever the hell was doing all of them. Well, like the guy who does Obi Wan and stuff is from the is from the cartoon. He's from Rebels and from Clone Wars, and he's always does a great job. He's pretty much that on. Uh, like a Hollywood special. No, I have to know. <laughs> Anthony Anthony Daniels as C three PO. Billy wow. D Williams as Lando Calrissian. Wow! So they got Billy D in there to do uh, that one little wow. voice in, in the ring. What's Billy? What else is Billy D doing nowadays? That is he ain't awesome. doing nothing. That is awesome. D. Bradley Baker as a clone trooper. Yep, he was he was part of the Clone Wars and everything. Here, Helen Sadler as Ray. Dead on. Yeah, Dead on. She was good. She was good. And James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan. He's the guy who uh, who did it for the Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, Kelly Marie Tran, who was in the movies in the new movies, did the voice of Rose. Okay. Uh, Matthew Wood, he was Grievous's voice, but he did uh, Dio and Kylo Ren in this one. Okay. And then that's really it. Well, I got some of the guys, some of them back. That's that's cool to see. Yeah, um, but that that Ray was dead on, like dead on. I really thought it was Daisy Ridley. Yeah. And you know, I, I thought she swore off Star Wars, like like uh, Poe and uh, Finn did. Yeah. yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. Ten years from now, they make the new trilogy with <laughs> if they swear them off or not. Yeah, <laughs> I get the money. Yeah, well, well, we we shall see. Even though movie wise, though, I'm not really sure what they're planning because I know the only th stuff that I read, I know Taika Waititi is directing, and 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 uh, he may be producing a Star Wars film. I know Kevin Feige is producing a Star Wars film, but there's nothing said that those are actually connected, or they're going to do another trilogy, or, or they're just doing one-offs moving forward. There, there's yeah, there's so many after. Rise of Skywalker. I mean, sh shit just blew up. This you hear so many things, but you don't know what's official. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's not real. I mean, half the time I hear Kathleen Kennedy's on her way out, and they took most of her power away. Um, the only thing she was in charge of is a Star Wars movie about a female character with yeah. a female director based on a female. This blah 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 blah. Whatever. I don't care. I'll watch it. I don't care. Exactly. But. It's something about she she got a little carried away with this, and she was pretty much stripped of anything that has to do with the. Again, I don't know if it's still happening, but the trilogy of the old republic, like the way old republic. Yeah, we're talking Jedi versus Sith. Hopefully, hopefully, that's what we're talking about. <clears throat> if that's done right, think Game of Thrones and you know Star Wars. Think that as far as Jedi versus Sith, yeah. that would be fantastic. Again, if it's cool. done right. But now I heard, I don't know if that trilogy is still happening. That's supposed to be a trilogy. Wasn't that, that the hit. one uh, that I thought they which what, what was the Game of Thrones guys signed to do? I know they're off it now, but... I think they were signed to do that one. The okay. uh, Old Republic stuff. Old Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. But so I, 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 I could have sworn the Kevin Feige and Taika Waititi stuff. That was like officially official. But that was like re legitimate... I you hope know. so because I love Taiko Waititi. I love. I, I yeah. mean, he that is the weirdest dude I've ever seen in my life. But he is fantastic. He was fantastic on Thor. He does that. Um, what's the show we watch? Oh, in um, the shadows, in the shadows, whatever. Did you the see Vampire Jojo show? Rabbit? Did you see Jojo Rabbit? I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet. He directed that. Awesome. 
And so Absolutely yeah, that, that looks like a whacked out movie. That looks like a whacked out movie. Oh, it is. Well, he, he's he's playing Hitler. Oh, there you go. He's playing Hitler. Well, yeah. like a kid's imaginary <laughs> friend. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah, and then what we do in the shadows again. If you haven't watched that show, it's a fantastic show. Fantastic. He makes an appearance because uh, there was a movie. He did the movie what uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, with a with a with a whole group of other character uh, cast, mm-hmm. and in the show at the end of season one, the cast from the movie shows up on the TV show, oh, and wow. it's it, it's hysterical. But yeah, Taika Waititi is absolutely. I I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, he's the kind of guy like if you're gonna throw like a comedy, a Star Wars comedy type thing, I say, mm-hmm. dude, just do it. I, I'll be happy with it. I don't care what you're gonna do, but it depends on the on the characters and stuff. Yeah, well, he directed the season finale of season one of Mandalorian, which is one of my favorite episodes. And yeah, you can kind of see his his uh, sense of humor in the episode, but he didn't make it where it was like lampooning it or, or spoofing it or anything like that. He made it where it was mixed in there, but he seems to be another Star Wars fan who was like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm just saying, no, I trust him as far as if he wanted to do something a little wacky, I would take like, it. Like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a whole nother direction. Like the Ragnarok is a whole nother like off the spectrum type movie, which if you want to do a whole movie about Admiral Akbar, I, <laughs> I would watch it. I don't care. I'd watch it. Cause I think he's great. And, it, and it, you know, it's one of those funny things as far as anything else, dude, I, I swear you can't get nothing. Like I used to watch that guy on YouTube. He, he comes out with a new story every day. It's like, dude, you can't be, you, you're lying. Like you have to be lying. Because if this much, if all the shit that this guy says was true, we'd hear about it by now. It would be in Variety. It would be in yeah. the, all these websites. So, so I don't know where you get information from, but you know. But I did hear one thing on the inside was that Kathleen Kennedy, after the rise of Skywalker, her interference in that movie really pushed all the buttons or a lot of like Disney's buttons the wrong way. Well, I I think her. I mean, as far I and mean, we may have mentioned this on our. Uh, rankings of the Star Wars movie show a while back. Um, but my whole thing with, with her, is, my problem with her is that if you're supposed to be the Kevin Feige of Star Wars now, like you need to have your shit together. You can't be hiring directors and firing them over creative differences, which has happened with her multiple times now. Um, you know, it happened with um, for Solo. Right, he she kind of goofed that thing up, and then Ron Howard has to come in and save the day, and did a miraculous job, in my opinion, considering what he was asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the my issue with the sequel trilogy is this: like, I love Force Awakens. I Me too. I Me too. like I like I like the Last Jedi. I do. It, it's a little bit different. I know it gets a lot of shit, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I went back and watched it. And I liked Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I've seen it, what, four times, maybe five times now? I enjoy Rise of Skywalker. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch. It has plenty of its problems. I think it has enough excitement and some fan service mixed in there, too, where I'm kind of like, all right, this is this is cool stuff. You know, I, I can it's passable. As a trilogy, the prequel trilogy, at least... While I, I think two of those movies were like the worst, my least favorite in the Star Wars, uh, you know, films, I at least they had a cohesive plan over the three yeah. movies. Like, you knew George knew what he was doing with it. With the sequel trilogy, it jumped like you could see JJ Abrams set up stuff in Force Awakens, and then some of it was torn down in, in Last Jedi, 
Some of it was introduced. Some of it was thrown out the window. No pun intended about Luke throwing the lightsaber. And then you bring JJ back to do Rise of Skywalker, and he's kind of like, well, I got to kind of like course correct again some of yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. I think if you get into the details, there wasn't as much course correction as I think some fans want to put on there with that. Some of it was acknowledged. You know, so that, yeah, that Ky- Kylo, Kylo wears a helmet. No, he doesn't wear a helmet. No, no, he's going to wear a helmet again. Yeah. You know, it's Which, like, it's like a lot of that shit seems like, oh, you know, all right. That's Ray, one Ray, that is definitely. Raised parents are somebody. Raised parents are nobody. No raised parents are definitely somebody. Like that kind of, you know, it's, it is, it, that's how it yeah. seems. It seems like they didn't have their shit together. It's like a mom and dad arguing over what they want to happen with it. Yeah. I think if, if, and that's the thing is, but I put that on her. Like, you know. Well, I've, I've said a hundred times, I'm not going to knock the movies. My problem is the overall arc story, the overall yeah. arc of the story. I don't like the direction they went because, like I said, I wanted to see Luke be a complete badass, not be a kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Not a bitch, but, you know, like, oh, I I defeated Darth Vader and the Emperor, but I'm scared of my nephew and I'm going to run away now. Really, dude? It's like you, you're like the biggest badass in the galaxy. And you're going to run away? I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that whole part of it at all. And again, like we said before earlier on, so much shit left open. So many stories. So much. Where'd Maz Kanata get the lightsaber from? We don't know. <laughs> Never mentioned ever again. We, we still don't know. And even Maz Kanata was even was shit on. Yeah. Like a, after the, after the first one. Yeah, she pops in during Last Jedi for like some sort of like again another like a video game type thing where she was on a video. Yeah. And then she pops in briefly in Rise of Skywalker, and then that was it. Like yes. I always got the. I always got the uh, the idea, and from Force Awakens, the way I introduced her, and everything like that like she was going to be a big deal that somebody knew anything about. Um, She's force sensitive. Yes, which and might then come then in handy. Shit, then they shit on that too. Like, where all right, she's not. Yeah. So really? yeah, where'd you get that lights here from? Well, that's a story for another day. Oh, I want the goddamn story now. When is that day coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That day's never. Maybe John Farrell will come up with that. What's Heike YT or or whoever? I don't care who else. So one of them get it. Let Ryan Howard do it. I don't care who does it. But that's I said. That's my main problem with the sequel trilogy. Too many holes. Too many questions left unanswered. And and I'm the one who asks the questions. People know me as the Star Wars. Well, what happened? To this? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer your question. Yeah, and I hate that. My, you're my guy to go to for that. And if I have questions that's on right. it. And I and when, when it comes to those questions, I cannot answer them. Like I said, I bought the Kylo Ren series. To find out how Snoke and him knew each other, it doesn't explain it. The only thing I got out of that comic series was Luke is the one who took Vader's armor off Endor and built kind of a shrine to him. Yeah. And then when Kylo Ren burnt it down on his way out, he took the helmet. That's it. That's the only question that I can answer from the sequel trilogy from that comic series, and that's horrible. That shouldn't be like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, if 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 you can't answer these things and you're puzzled after that, then I think there's there's a problem. There's, there's yeah. obviously a problem, you know, that uh, – and I remember when after we saw it, because I don't know how many times you ended up seeing Rise of Skywalker in the theater. I saw it like three, three times myself. Um, Me too, yeah. But I know we would text and share articles and send back and forth like what we thought was happening and and what was going on. Our main thing we were focusing on was was Pal was the Emperor was Palpatine. Like, all right, you got to give us more than just a one line and the opening crawl to why he's back and how he's back, or just like kind of like, oh yeah, it was just 
dark magic, things only the Sith knew. Cloning. Yeah. It was too vague. And I, I, what I also don't want to see happen, though, is I don't want the Mandal John Favreau with the Mandalorian and Dave Filoni to have to do all the heavy lifting to have to go ahead and start plugging away. If it naturally fits into the story of the Mandalorian, then that's cool. I haven't felt anything has been forced at all. I think it's been very natural. And if this is where Mando's story is taking us and it kind of goes alongside what's going on with the Empire and how they become the First Order, I mean, that's that's fine. Just don't force it down, you know. Well, like we said, so where the Rise of Skywalker's fan service seemed forced, the yes. Mandalorian does not seem forced at all. It's a no. natural part of the show. And that's what you know, the, 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 the troop, you know, the troop transport. It wasn't forced in there. Like, oh, we're going to force this thing in there because people no. will love it. No. It's part of the Empire's arsenal. We're going to roll it in. Nostalgia. Exactly. People, people are going to go nuts. And they yeah. did. People went nuts over that stupid vehicle. It was the first time you saw it on a live action screen. So, yeah. yeah, people went nuts for that. And that's what's good about them. And I said, I hope they stick the way they're doing it. Um, yeah, I don't think they should have to explain the sequel trilogy. If, if, they were, if they're going to help us like, understand it a little bit more, great. Great. Yeah. Like, the, like, like I said, the things that have gone on so far, it kind of, to me, it's made sense and it hasn't come out as forced. You have parts of the Empire that are still going on. Moff Gideon appears to be running it. We don't know if he's answering to somebody else. I mean, to, to our knowledge so far, Moff Gideon's the head honcho, the big cheese, numero. No, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, he seems to be that guy. Um, but he, he might have a boss or, or something. But I think it's been fine. And if we're going to keep going with that, then 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 that's fine. Um, another thing that, as far as going going back to Mandalorian now, since we we tied them together, Boba Fett <laughs> still <laughs> that that's been that, that's been dropped out there. And again, we know that John Favreau at least. Let, let's stick to him and Dave Filoni. That wasn't by mistake. That's going to be revisited at some point. At, Maybe at, not some next season. It, it might not be. It might not be, and whenever they end up on Tatooine, or who the hell knows, maybe we find out some insanity where Boba Fett's like following him around, has been following Jin Darin around. Like, I, I don't know. Yes, no, I just like, used Mando's real name on on the show because we were yeah, we that's, really that's do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, like I said, I don't think I am just. I am super confident. I thought Dave Filoni should have got something done a long time ago. I mean, a long time ago. I thought he should have been in charge of other stuff. Uh, some people were nervous about him doing live action. Why? The guy is a fan. He's not just a fan. He's a super yeah. fan. The guy knows everything inside and out about Star Wars. He should have been put in charge a long time ago. But like I said, the fact that Favreau came in and did what he did, John Favreau is now probably one of my favorite people on the entire planet. <laughs> so, yeah. like I said, and now and who else they bring back in? They brought Lucas back in. Lucas is not happy with what they've done with his thing. And I don't know if that whole thing was true with Darth Maul, who's supposed to be the villain in the trilogy, you know, and all that stuff. Get to but, it. Tim, lay it out there, because I know you know, I, I saw that thing, but we never talked about it on here. Oh, see, Darth Maul was supposed to be the villain in the sequel trilogy with Darth Talon, who's a female, Twi'lek, mm -hmm. pretty badass looking. She's also, she looks just like Darth Maul, red with the with all the tattoos all over her body, but she's a Twi'lek, uh, was supposed to be his apprentice, and, Prince, and Leia was supposed to be... The chosen one, from what the I chosen, understood. the, the actual Not chosen Luke. one. No, she was supposed to be the actual chosen one. Supposedly, he gave this information to Disney, and they basically shit on it. 
All right, so how know. do you, well, we'll throw it. How do you feel about? I mean, I think I know the answer to how you're going to feel about this, but if Darth Maul was like with his apprentice and they were like almost, didn't they describe as almost like mobsters or something Kinda, like yeah. that, how they were going to describe it? Yeah. How would you have felt about that being the big bads of the entire sequel trilogy? That kind of seems to me like a one movie thing, not an entire trilogy thing. No, I, I wanted them to go in a completely different direction. I really did. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know how much it would have worked. That seems like a small thing. Like it's not a big, grand enough thing. You know, be... I can't, I can't judge it too because I saw it in Clone Wars and I saw it in Rebels already. Okay. So it's hard for me to judge in how it would have been good in the sequel trilogy or not. Okay. I don't know. I, I was hoping they'd go. I said I was hoping they'd go in a completely different direction. Um, I know I explained to you there was this group of aliens called the uh, Yuzon Vong. They pretty much. They're like big locusts, and they pretty much wiped out anybody and everybody. And you know, Luke had to rally the galaxy and rally the Jedi to beat these things, where they almost died. Yeah. And even in the books, that, that that resulted in the death of spoiler alert, Chewbacca died during that time, mm -hmm. saving Han and Leia's kids. Um, again, that's one of those things where I think you should have brought in a whole new group of threats, not the Empire, not the Sith. You at least save that. For another time, because the Sith yeah. are never going to die; they're never going to go away. I don't care what you say, but I wanted to go a whole other direction. Didn't happen, whatever. But also, like you said, we're talking about how they, they shit on everything. They made JJ and JJ made sure in Episode Seven, Kylo Ren's not Sith; he's just has the Force. Uh, Snoke is not a Sith. Well, guess what? They were made by a Sith, so yes, they are Sith. So yeah. why say no? And then the next movie it's no, or the next movie it's yes. It's just said it's 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 a sloppy, sloppy looking back on it now. And remember, I told you how my rankings have completely changed because because of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is done so brilliantly, it makes me not I can't say not like, but it makes me really upset at eight and nine. It's like it's like how did you fuck this up? When look at the, look at what they're doing with the Mandalorian, an hour television show. Mm -hmm. Which blows, I think. I honestly, I think it blows the two movies away. If you put season one as a movie yeah. and season two as a movie, it blows eight and nine out of the water. So does so does Rogue maybe one. even seven, maybe even so, seven. But so I love the Rogue Force one. Awakens still. Yeah, no, Rogue no, one. so do I. I have no issue with, with Force Awakens. I, I on our rankings, I went through this. My favorite Disney era film is Solo. Is uh, Rogue One. Me too. Rogue One is. I mean, the more I've watched it, the more I like it more than Force Awakens, and I really like Force Awakens. Yeah, me Rogue too. One is awesome. Rogue One is like, and it's original trilogy level of of awesomeness, in in my opinion. And maybe it's because it feels so tied to it, because it is extremely tied to A New Hope. Maybe that's what it is. It just feels like you're in that era. But even like Mandalorian, it feels like the original trilogy mm. and how Rogue One did. Like you get that super Star Wars like feeling to it and that's yeah. why i think like fans can gravitate to it and obviously being well done is the biggest part um but i, I also i don't know i guess i kind of felt force awakens was had that same kind of vibe to it and then it kind of just went off the rails as far as the vibe goes to the other ones yeah yeah so it's a lot no, yeah yeah, yeah. I, th I thought they again I, I don't agree with what they did with luke but it, i would have accepted it if he would have came out in the next two movies came out and did something, but they, they wasted them. 
They honestly, they wasted him. They wasted this character that was that for for thirty years was supposed to be one of the greatest characters of all time. I think they pretty much shit on him in the last. And I was like, oh my god, what did they do to Luke? So then that I mean, ties me into the other thing. How would you have felt about George's idea about making Leia the chosen one and not Luke? Uh, I don't care about the chosen one thing because Anakin was technically the chosen one. Yeah, he started off as the chosen one, and then we found out that it was Luke, really. And then is it Leia? It's like, listen, whoever's making these things, just or whoever's making these, uh, you know, guesses in, in the Star Wars universe, get it straight already. Who the hell's the damn yeah. chosen one? I don't and, care. It doesn't bother me if it would have been Leia. I don't. I don't care. Or the that argument could be made that Anakin, they were right about Anakin being the chosen one because Anakin is the one that threw the Emperor, you know, down uh, whatever the hell the the electrical shaft or whatever the hell yeah. you, you want to call it. That's why I always consider him the chosen one. I, I don't care if they say with Luke. I'm, I think it's Anakin. Always was Anakin. Always be Anakin. Yeah, he's Luke the one who guided him in the hey, do the right yeah. thing, pops. You know, get rid of this guy. So, I don't know. Well, we can talk about that for we can talk about that for days. Yeah. But uh, all right. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, Friday's going to be a big deal. Very big deal. Yes. I'm, I said I'm probably going to get up at three to watch it when it when it first launches. Wow! I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to sleep knowing that Ahsoka's out there somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and someone else is watching it before me. That California is watching it at midnight is going to drive me nuts. I actually got up last Friday at and I I was how sick I was. Yeah. I I skipped through it just to look for her tent to see if she had if she was on. Wow. And when I realized she wasn't on, I said, all right, I went back to sleep. I'll watch it in the morning. But if I would have seen her, I would have said, okay, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up and I'm going to watch it. But I, I zipped through it real quick because, you know, they, Disney has those little boxes where you can see all the episodes. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, that's not her. That's not her. That's not her. Okay, I'm going back to bed. Got up, watched it on the train to work. But and I'm doing the same thing this week. I'm going to skip right see if I see her. Oh, I'm staying up 3 o'clock. So if you're up at 3 o'clock on Friday, you can text me. I will be awake. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right episode. now, I, I'm praying to God that I, I am not. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> hoping I'm not. I'm hoping, well, I'm, I'll be, I'll be home working from home on Friday in the morning. Actually, no, I'm taking the, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking the day off as my floating holiday. I'll I will off, be I'll, watching I'll, it that morning. Tomorrow's my last day. I'll okay. go off the rest of the week. So yeah. I so will I'm, be watching it Friday morning, probably around nine o'clock. Cause I know Marvel will probably get me up between eight and nine. And then I think it, no, then I will know that it's available. And then I'll jump on. Sweet. Uh, all right. So hopefully, hopefully it is Friday. We haven't confirmed it. It's definitely going to be Friday, though, right? They're not skipping a week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, no, no, no. I know they're not skipping a week. It's definitely dropping. I was just wondering if they were dropping it on Wednesday. Uh, let me check. See if I could pull that up quickly. Um, 27th. Cool. So. so we'll be back again next Monday with Mando Monday, hopefully talking about Ahsoka, the Jedi, and more juicy, juicy stuff. Maybe we'll have some baseball information. We don't know. Maybe. Again, everything's been moving real slow in the world of Major League Baseball. Um, all sports, actually, except for football. Yep. When is hockey coming back, by the way? Uh, there's no definite date, but I know they were talking about January. And NBA, NBA basketball is coming back December 22nd. They've officially That's announced quick- that. That's a quick off season, but yeah, well, good. I think they kind of want to just get things back on track so they can get their schedule 
back to normal. So they're like, and I, they cut it down to 72 games from 82 games. And um, yeah, the only thing I heard about hockey is that they might be realigning the divisions because there might be a Canadian division because Canada's still like, well, because, well, just for this season, because Canada's like, if you're in the U.S., you ain't coming up here, buddy. So if you want to go down there, go down there. Don't come back. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Canada has the no, that, they have no COVID? No. Well, I mean, they're doing a lot better than we are in, yeah. in, in, in Rarzacco. So I can kind of get where they're coming from. But think about this. The NHL has enough teams to make its own Canadian division. Oh yeah, I don't know. I have a problem with that. <laughs> look at it. Look at it that way. But it's like it's like the Rangers are finally on an upswing, and we have to we have to wait. It's like no, I don't want to wait no more. We, we, we've got all these great young players now. I want to see this team start coming together. Oh no, we'll have our division with the Devils and Islanders and you know Capitals and everyone else. They'll just do a slight realignment. I don't care. Beat the crap out of. We can call call it the Patrick and the Wales and all of that if we want to again. I got to promote the shirt. See my Death Star Yankee shirt. Operational Death Star. My wife makes it very nice. It should be in my mask. You throw nice. it out there. Throw my mask out there. This is the way. So oh, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ed, any final words before we go as far as Mandalorian, baseball, Lego? I don't know. Nah, listen, same thing as, every, as always, guys. Wear your mask. Distance. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And after you, you know, have some extra leftover turkey and watch some Mandalorian on Friday, and we'll see you next Monday. Yes. Ahsoka is coming. You're getting yourself up for this, man. If it doesn't happen, I think you're going to cry. No, I, I know she's coming this season, so I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, she but I, I will be up at 3 o'clock because I have no work after tomorrow. So I'll, I'll be on a good little schedule where I can afford to get up at 3, stay up for an hour, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely going to be pumped up. All right, so next Monday, Mando Monday. Hopefully, like I said, we can have more uh, baseball information. If not, uh, tomorrow night, Just Too Sweet Show, we're doing the Undertaker tournament. Uh, WWE put out a tournament of all his best matches. We're going to shit on that because the people don't know how to pick correctly. Uh, the Put It in the Book show is back, hopefully, because they keep they keep suspending it every week. Uh, they should be back Wednesday, as well as the Giants show. I think we're doing two shows that day. Because of the holiday this week, um, yeah, we'll be discussing the Giants. Making the Giants were off, but we're going to make our picks. And I think that's it. I don't know who else is doing this show. Jader and Kyle probably. I don't know. Just watch all the shows on Pop Culture Pros already. Just do it. Stop messing around. This is the way, people. We have spoken. We high. Sorry, I have spoken. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next week, Mando Monday. Peace out.